morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing? Doing good, and I know one thing for sure, folks, when you work with Lance and the Kenmore team, they're not going to coog it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're, you're still, it's still a recovery from last week, man. You got, Unbelievable. You and I were laughing off the air. I It's always funny to see how we come into the show and what we were talking about before it started. And man, yeah, you and I got, got going on, on that, and... Uh, there were some records set, and I guess we will just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there were quite the words that we had in our office at our um, at our weekly sales meeting. We have a couple real diehards on each side of the fence, and things got a little ugly on Tuesday. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, always. Um, I guess um, never give up. Let's make sure we help you find find the house there. We do. We we will not cook it in that situation. So. Yeah. We always like to talk about crazy stuff that happens. We always like to start off with a crazy celebrity real estate story, and this one. Um, this one just blows my mind because we, we've had this topic on the crazy celebrity real estate story before, mm-hmm. um, but President Donald Trump's childhood home is up for auction again. Wow. I'm beginning to wonder if anybody ever even lives in, in this home. So this story coming out of uh, mansionglobal.com. And that um, they opened up launch. Um, they launched bidding on this last week. It's an open auction um, until November 14th. And what happened is th- it was listed earlier this year for $2.9 million. Um, and then um, after it was listed, it went to auction. So. If you remember back, there was a story we did a couple years ago on the show that actually um, the house sold in 2017 for $2.14 million, mm-hmm. and an auction buyer um, had bought it prior to that for only $1.39 million and turned it in a matter of two weeks for like a $600,000 profit. Wow. So, um, I and then at one point, um, the, it was on the market as a rental at $4,000 per month. And wow. it was on Airbnb for seven twenty-five per night back in 2017. Wow. Um, the real estate agent definitely said that if that was just a normal house in that neighborhood without that history, they would expect the sales price to be right around a million dollars. And of course, somebody's trying to um, capitalize on it again, yes. turn it for another profit. I'm beginning to wonder, though, when you turn a house so many times and so many different owners in a short period of time, um, something's going on there. 
whether yeah. either they're not getting the value they think they are from the name or there's something wrong with it. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how it finally ends up. Yeah, how it um, finally shakes out. The real estate agent um, suggested that um, in the article, kind of in a tongue-in-cheek, sarcastic way, um, suggested that a bunch of, we will say, people that do not agree with Trump's agenda do a GoFundMe page, buy the house, and tear it down. So, so, wow. So, so, I mean, he was taking digs all all, of, all over the board. Um, but actually, he's just trying to be, I think, very, very creative to up the price uh, of the auction amount. So... Um, there you have it. If you are curious about um, purchasing Trump's childhood home, um, there you go. Head out there and put a bid in. Now, we'd like to um, return to a little bit of reality and what we're dealing with here in the tri- in the Tri-Cities market. And crazy to think about um, the timing, the time of year that we're at there, but I think everybody probably noticed. Um, this is what I call um, in the real estate world our flashlight time of year, where yes. uh, it's starting to get a little bit darker out there, and, um, and you need to uh, kind of reset those light timers and in fact that was one of the things that reminded me to uh, talk to people about is we were out showing some property this last week and a couple of the nights it was 637 generally you don't have to worry about that Um, but a lot of the houses we went to were like scary dark I mean like you you don't want to they're not inviting so you have to think about the light timers and what the properties look like um, for people that are going to be coming to potentially show those Mm -hmm. so now you have to think not only about daytime staging but also nighttime staging and what that what that means and what that looks like so uh, it's fall and i mean people it's here this week we turned over officially i think it was was it wednesday wednesday was the first first day of fall and so that is the time when we take a look at what we need to do to be able to sell your house in the fall Mm -hmm. so the first thing that i did because we get that question a lot of times is people are like well, how many sales are actually going to take place? How many homes are going to sell in the fall? So I went back and pulled last year's numbers, and I think it'll be surprising to a lot of people that like October was one of the biggest months. Um, last year in 2018, 430 sales in October, 361 in November, and 270 in December. So very, very active market going into this fourth quarter. And so we get a lot of people asking like, well, yeah, how many of those homes actually do sell? What do we need to do to be prepared and ready to sell? So I put together my um, quick tip list here for some of the things. And and even if you're not planning on selling, a lot of times these are some of the things you're going to want to do just to have your house ready. I I think if last year taught us anything with the winter we had in February, um, one of the number one things that we see on the list, and that is fixing cracks 
in your concrete and your asphalt. There's a couple weeks left of good weather that you could actually get this done. And I'm sure if you're around town, you've seen a lot of the commercial buildings and stuff in the area have been doing seal coating, some of the bigger complexes. And Mm -hmm. part of the reason why you've seen so much more of that this year is because a lot of those parking lots and driveways, as we had, you know, a heavy amount of moisture and and as the snow would melt, water would get goes down in those cracks, refreezes mm-hmm. and then busts out, you know, busts out the cement and chunks it up. And so, number one, take a look at those cracks that you have in your concrete and asphalt. Highly, highly consider sealing, sealing those up. The number two thing that I wrote down is, and that is also for showing and for safety, um, and that is check on your exterior lighting. When it starts to get dark and it's going to get, it doesn't get better, it gets worse. Right now we're talking 637, but, you know, before you know it, we'll be in that three months where it's 430 and 5 o'clock. Well, a lot of showings in real estate take place from 5 to 7.30 or from 5 to 8. So mm-hmm. make sure you have um, bright lights in, in your exterior lights. Um, if you don't have those on a timer, um, you might consider putting them on a timer or a motion yes. sensor. And if they've been on a timer, getting that reset for the current time of year. That's that's a huge one because it's exactly what we talked about. Real estate agents, clients, people, they don't want to be standing in a dark doorway of no. a vacant house fumbling around for for the keys um, no. it happens but it's not the inviting feeling that you want when people are coming for that first showing so we call that nighttime staging and definitely something to be thinking about this time of year I put it down on the list, um, and that is what nobody likes to do, and that is jumping up on the ladder to clean out your gutters. You know, pay attention if you don't, I mean, if if you're not careful with that, we've had um, dust in the air and some storms, you're starting to get some of the leaves coming off the trees. So you wanna make sure that your gutters are properly ready for the amount of precipitation that we're gonna be getting. Water intrusion, and I've seen it three or four different times on inspection reports in the last in the last month even, where we had water intrusion either in the crawl space mm-hmm. or we had it in the basement. And Ooh. if you remember, it was probably just a couple weeks ago, we had um, almost like flash flood type of rain in the morning. And where we got, I mean, we got a lot of precipitation within like 45 minutes. I mean, it was coming down in sheets. Well, if you don't have proper drainage away from the front of the house or away from a basement wall, um, whether that be with gutters or a French drain system, um, you can get, and it's quite possible, and we see where you get some of that seepage through that basement wall. And that is not something that people like Like. to discover during their home inspection, during their reinspection, during their walkthrough. So be aware of having gutters in place and having your drainage ready to go for, for the winter weather. 
Next item that I wrote down um, that a lot of people forget to, and it's a classic one, and that is draining your outdoor faucets and unhooking your hoses from your hose bibs. Yeah. A, a number of times it sneaks up on us. We will probably get, you know, sometime, you know, in October here coming up, we'll get that first freeze. And invariably, we always have one or two properties out of our 45 or 50 listed where a homeowner leaves that hose connected to the hose bib. It's a perfect opportunity for that to freeze and then freezes back into the pipe with the house. And, you know, I don't know why this is, but it never bursts the pipe outside of the house, McKay. It always is in the wall and draining into that, you know, bedroom. Because the water doesn't stop freezing when it hits the edge of the house. It goes all the way into the pipe. It goes right back into it. So that's a big one. And then a lot of people forget um, a lot of homes will have, for instance, a faucet on the front of the garage where that pipe runs through an uninsulated insulated wall mm-hmm. and so a lot of those will have a turnoff um, up against the house where it leaves the insulated wall so that you can turn that off open it up and then drain that faucet out the front if that is the case and you think you have one of those um, it would be a lot cheaper to do that now as opposed to the plumbing bill bills that we deal with later yes Those are my first six tips that we have for getting your house prepared to sell for the fall. When we come back, we're going to look at a couple more of the ideas that you can use to be ready to sell in the fourth quarter. Right here on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We've been talking about prepping your house for selling in the fall. And um, I think the best way to do that is to start off with a little bit of a pick three here. Mm-hmm. Um, some houses that are actually for sale and available right now Um it's exciting because there's a little bit more inventory out there for buyers right now. You know, we're not in that red alert DEFCON 10, you know, 400 mm-hmm. range that we yeah. were. We've been floating in the 650 range. And so gives buyers a little bit more opportunity. It's still definitely um, on the seller's side. But it's not as immediate as it and crazy as it was. So a good example of this is um, pick number one. We just put this house on the market, and this is truly um, an absolute private country feel type location. This is 4800 Alder Road, North Pasco out there. And this is a completely rebuilt farmhouse that has 360 degree views on five acres in North Pasco. 3,283 square feet. You've got a wraparound covered front porch, four bedrooms, um, four bedrooms, five bathrooms, um, just an awesome view from every window. You've got an in-law guest suite, naughty alder doors, vaulted ceilings, formal dining room, maple hardwood floors, 
absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous property. Then you get French doors off um, from the master suite right out to your deck. Um, awesome barn door to a luxurious master bath. I mean, mm. this place is totally, totally dialed in. Um, what's great about this is you actually have airbnb type accommodations with the upper level bonus room it's like Mm. a suite with its separate entrance wow um and then out back you've got a um you've got a 40 by 20 fully fenced pool area so you've got a pool out back um and then i'm gonna take you out and you have an oversized attached garage with two rv boat um, bay doors tons of storage and parking um and you've got space for pastures and this is about this is you're probably mckay i would say i didn't measure it exactly but I'm talking no neighbors. So this is literally like out in the middle of some of the fields with circles, probably a mile from your closest neighbor. Um, And so, I mean, really, really private. So very, very hard to find. We get calls all the time. Close to town, North Pasco, five acres. And the price on that coming in just below $600,000 at $599,900. Wow. You can't recreate these types of properties. In fact, fact, a lot of the current um, zoning laws and segregation laws don't even allow you to get acreages in these locations down to this level. So that is just an absolutely awesome, awesome opportunity. Back into town, into Kennewick, 1248 North Neal Loop. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath West Kennewick home that has river views also. 1671 square feet, open living room, beautiful hardwood floors. You've got newer stainless steel appliances, um, pantry, awesome kitchen. Um, They've gone through, they've done new paint inside. Bedrooms have new carpet, large laundry room. Um, And then you've got storage buildings and sheds with RV parking. And that's priced at $255. Wow. So with average price of homes in Tri-Cities being $300 and above, that's a great, great property in West Kennewick to come in at $255. And then pick number three... This is at 113 South Washington in Kennewick. Now, this is a fully remodeled two-bedroom, one-bath Rambler on a corner lot, nine, just under 1,000 square feet, 948 square feet, fresh-painted exterior, new fence, laminate wood flooring throughout the living areas, new carpet in the bedrooms, open kitchen layout, all new appliances in the kitchen. I mean, they've gone through and just dialed this place in. Fully fenced backyard, new landscaping, open RV parking, attached garage... And that's coming in at 195000 Wow. So everybody out there that says, I can't find anything that's worth anything under two fifty, dollars um, we've got some new inventory for you. And when you couple that with what has happened with interest rates, um, I think there's a lot of buyers out there that mm-hmm. were frustrated in our market six months ago that can come back into the market now. So we have 200 more homes 
mm-hmm. on the market than we had, you know, you know, four to six months ago. Interest rates were higher. They've dropped down into the upper threes now Ooh. on 30-year fixed, which means if you were previously approved and your income stayed the same, now that interest rates have dropped, your purchasing power is went actually up. went up. And so maybe you were, maybe that house I just mentioned, a completely remodeled done, maybe you were only pre-approved prior at 175, but now you can, with interest rates, can get pre-approved to 200. Now it puts some of those homes in your price point. So mm-hmm. if you were frustrated out of the market four to five months ago, I would say it's a fantastic time to go to our website, go to KenmoreTeam.com, check out what's available there, and take a shot at getting back into the market right now. What we were talking about before the break is we were talking about those fall tips to get your house sold or be prepared to sell. There's a lot of sales that are going to happen between now and the end of the year. The next thing that I had down on my list is talks about sprinklers and pools. Yep. So it's going to be coming around. You're starting to see the signs pop up on the edge of the road, sprinkler blowouts and getting those sprinkler blowouts done. I caution you if you are going to be selling, the important part about this year is getting a receipt and documenting that process. Yes. Um, a lot of times, you know, it'll just be, you know, two guys in a truck and they're just running around on Saturday blowing those out. If you don't get a receipt from them, it's very, very difficult for the agents and the new buyers to verify that that was done. So having a record and a paid receipt of that sprinkler blowout, big, um, big deal when it comes to closing on a transaction in December or January. Make sure you put that, have that in your house file. The second part about that is swimming pools. One of the hardest things to handle during the winter months is transacting and selling a home that has a pool mm-hmm. um, because that leaves the buyer with no opportunity to run that equipment, mm-hmm. check for leaks. Um, and many times you don't even want to pull the cover back off and check what's going on be, you know, below the cover. So our recommendation there is if you plan on selling any time in the next five or six months and you have a pool, when you have it shut down, even if you have always closed the pool yourself, mm-hmm. this year I would have your pool closed and documented by a professional pool company. Also, prior to them closing the pool, have them do an inspection and provide a report of the status that the equipment was in so that you can provide that to your to your new buyer. Um, because when it, there's freezing temperatures outside and someone's looking at doing that, um, it becomes kind of a sticky point in negotiations with buyers and sellers. So if you have a pool, you're going to be selling in the next six months. Have that professionally closed, documented and inspected so that you can make that available for the new for the new buyers. I say it every year, but um, it comes up and people forget. And that is 
make sure that you have your heating system serviced and in yes. many times cleaned before you start firing it up next month. So it doesn't smell like dust. Yeah, you know, you have that three-hour dust smell, McKay, that you're that you're dealing with. And in fact, I think I, you just reminded myself that I have <laughs> a gas fireplace that had that problem. That So I, I'm going to have to take my own advice and add that to the list. But you definitely want to... Um, um, be able to have that serviced ahead of time. There'll be a big rush next month in November yeah. when they'll start firing up. Getting ahead of the curve and getting that on the schedule now um, is is a big is a big big deal for that. The last one that I had on on, on the list, and that is developing um, in your home and having prepared or organized kind of a mudroom setup. So if you're not ready for that, maybe you don't have that space in your entryway, but going through and maybe putting a shoe rack or a new rug out there to catch the water, the leaves, everything mm-hmm. that comes with coming in. Um, as I was doing the research for the show, that was one where I'm like, gosh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I probably don't need these um, sandals and Crocs and all of these water shoes at the back by the door. I should probably start them away. changing those out for boots and uh, some more appropriate type type of footwear. So mm-hmm. going through um, that closet when you come in the back of that house, that mudroom area, reorganizing that. Um, sorry to give you more work for the rest of the weekend, but I think it'll save you in the long run. Yes. Those are our top tips for having your house prepared to sell in the fall. We are going on a lot of appointments right now. People have kind of settled back into their routine. They're they're in school. They're getting used to that. And so they're starting to make decisions on if they're going to sell and move before the end of the year. Like I mentioned before, if you were out of the market before, I would hesitate. You know, I would not hesitate to give us a call. Interest rates have dropped farther than most people think, um, and the inventory is starting to increase slightly. This is like a golden opportunity time because it will drop again in December and January naturally with weather. Yeah, but we're in this amazing curve intersecting data of higher inventory lower interest rates that was not expected go to kenmoreteam.com shoot us a message we would love to help and we will also be right back here next week right here on news talk 870